0: Welcome to Down in the Den. It's your boy Mars and man, wow, mine is blown. What an episode. What an episode of WandaVision. And they said it was going to be big. They said a lot would be revealed. A lot of theories uh, have been proven correct. Some have been proven not so much. But uh, for everyone who was impatient for the first two episodes or the first three episodes and didn't understand the sitcom format, for those who were saying the show was boring and that there were no answers, ha! Ha! I say, trust in Kevin Feige. The man is batting a thousand. And when they say the show is going to be revolutionary and the show was going to really just blow up the MCU in in all types of manners, that was not hyperbole. That was not exaggeration. That was not cap. It was real. And episode four, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I loved all the episodes. I enjoyed the first three episodes for the sitcom. I'm, I'm an 80s baby. Everyone knows that. So I grew up on The Cosby Show and Roseanne and uh, looking at Nick and Knight and looking at I Dream of Jeannie and uh, the Brady Bunch and things of that nature. So to me, it was a, a lovely homage to the sitcoms that really don't exist anymore. Um, so I enjoyed that for that, and I enjoyed the slow burn because I knew I had nine episodes to really get the story. So if you're going to give it to me in 30-minute slices, you have the t- time to really format the story the way you want. And, and all of the shows are not going to be like that with the slow build. That's the beauty of Disney+. It gives them the time to really experiment. And for those who were patient... We were awarded this episode. This episode uh, was very unique in the way it was formatted. I really loved it. I thought it was going to pick up exactly where it left off. But then when I saw the trailer for this episode, I, I realized, okay, we might get more answers than I anticipated. And boy, did they. Pretty much 75% of the mysteries from the first previous three episodes were answered on this episode. So I love it. I love that they gave us those answers and and really we could just go in order. Uh, We knew SWORD was involved even if you didn't catch that information from all of the Easter eggs in the show. We've seen behind the scenes footage with Monica Rambeau with the SWORD logo, which I always uh, loved how these secret organizations, and maybe Sword is not secret like S.H.I.E.L.D. was, have their own logos. I, I, I always thought a Klandenstein agencies that probably, you know, not have logos, but whatever. Uh, we knew S.H.I.E.L.D. was involved. That's not a surprise. Uh, what was a surprise and blew me away was really digging into the aftermath of the blip. When everyone was returned, there were so many theories like, Hey, it, did Hulk wish for everyone to come back in a safe place? But then that was proven not to be the case in Homecoming. Because in, in uh, I'm sorry, not Homecoming, uh, Far Away From Home, Spider-Man, Far From Home, uh, so many home titles. When they showed the blip, and that's what they're calling it in the MCU, when everyone came back. They showed that people came back exactly where they were at the time of their blip. Which led me to go down the rabbit hole of, well, my God, that was chaos. Because if Hulk did not wish for everyone to come back safely, think about it. There were people in the airplane, in the air, when the blip happened. That airplane is no longer in the air that means that person is now 30,000 feet in the sky falling to their death. There were people that were probably in open-heart surgery and on the table but still alive, and they blipped, and now they come back, and that hospital uh, table may be occupied or moved or that hospital may not even be there. Uh, there were people that were in the middle of, diving into a swimming pool and that pool may no longer be there. So, or filled with water. So there's so many scenarios where if you really go into the, the chaos of the snap and the chaos of bringing all those people back, that could be seasons and seasons of a show of showing really what went on from the snap and what went on when, everyone came back. That 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 could be a whole series of just regular people if Disney wanted to do that. And when you have five years of material, you gotta realize that everything is not every stone is not gonna be unturned. They're not gonna do like Lost did where the thing ends and mysteries are just left on Un- every Easter egg of Marvel has paid off in some way and it's just how patient you are from Wakanda showing in a map on Iron Man 2 to having a Black Panther series everything pays off eventually if you're patient and that's why I love the MCU it's my favorite uh, uh used to be Star Wars but obviously the, there's been uh, more bad than good in the last couple of years for Star Wars even though of course we love Mandalorian here on down in the den but um Yeah, it starting with the blip and showing Monica coming back from the blip in the hospital, it it was really just heartbreaking. When you think about that, she was obviously uh, waiting on her mother, who was in surgery for cancer. And to her, it was just a few seconds because she had napped you think about that there were people that were sleeping when they were blipped away so they didn't even recognize it so to them it's simply like oh I just woke up from my nap oh it's five years later and realizing that her mom had passed away Uh, I love how they tied in that she would be the founder of SWORD because obviously along with uh, Nick Fury they were some of the first agents to have confirmed alien contact in the MCU, so obviously she would be a part of that as a former Air Force agent, so that was very cool, and it seems like Monica, her daughter who obviously worked for SWORD, was in line to be the next director, but due to her blipping away uh, that job was given to someone else and obviously I believe Nick Fury is ultimately going to be the main boss of S.W.O.R.D., but um, you know, obviously maybe when it blipped away, I don't know. It'll tie into it. We'll probably find more of that on Nick Fury's show. But it was so cool to see, okay, the blip was serious. And then it goes from the blip to her getting back on the job. So we know the timeline is right after uh, pretty much immediately after Endgame because it starts with the blip she gets back to her job. So this is probably going on roughly around the same time as Homecoming, which, if you recall, was about uh, three or four months, I believe, after the blip. So this this is still 2023. Um, seemed pretty cold outside. So it's probably winter of 2023, which makes sense because we've seen some shows like Hawkeye and Spider-Man Homecoming with a Christmas uh, Thing, so the whole MCU, it for the first part of Phase Four, seems like it's going to be around December 2023, from from what I can tell. So she's back on the job, and we get to see one of my favorite characters in the MCU. I love Kat Dennings and everything she does. She's beautiful. She's talented. She's hilarious. Big fan. So we see Marcy from the Thor series. She's brought in, of course, we see Jimmy Woo, FBI. This is a multitask force. So we have, you know, agents from S.W.O.R.D. We have the FBI. We have uh, these best scientists because they're trying to figure out what's going on with this missing person. And that's where we see start to get some answers. Uh, the whole town is missing. She's put some type of glamour, some type of spell, where people don't even know th- that this town existed. Like she's almost put some type of force field that, when you get in the radius, you're not gonna remember this town. And if you think about that, this is a great way that you can introduce the Axmen, because if if Wanda has that ability imagine what someone with the power of Professor X could do with Cerebro think about it the X-Men could have been in the background just like they brought Captain Marvel in the background just like they brought they're going to be with the internals with them always in the background what if the X-Men have been around since day one What if the X-Men, you do a flashback and you look into uh, Captain America similar to how they inserted um, Jake Gyllenhaal in Far From Home with the footage of Robert Downey unveiling Barf from from Civil War. What if you go to Captain America and, and, and you take some of that footage and you insert a Wolverine in the background? This is a soldier in the background. Cap rescued a few hundred. We saw the ones that were in his, uh, group. But we didn't see all the soldiers. James Hallett certainly could be one. What if you go into, um... Captain Marvel and you look at the background and one of the, uh agents that are, or one of the experts that are brought in to talk about alien life is, uh, you know, Professor Charles Xavier who Dr. Hank McCoy, who's a genetics expert you can piece the X-Men in, in the background on all these movies, and then maybe make it to where it got to a point where the hatred for mutants got so big that Professor X simply said, let me get on Cerebro and erase mutants from the minds and history of mankind. He has that type of power. And maybe something happens where they have to unveil themselves or or the cloak has been unveiled. But, uh, I mean, this shows great potential on how you can bring the X-Men and how... We're going to definitely use Wanda and Pietro as the first mutants of the MCU. And this is all said and done. But I digress uh, back to the episode. Clearly, she has warped this town and the people in this town, as they later showed by them doing face recognition and finding out these people are real people. I believe these people were in the town and just like you saw when you got into that energy field that Wanda created around that town that goes all the way subterranean. When you get into that energy field, you are forcefully transferred into her narrative, into her glare. And her glamour is all-powerful. So we see the toy helicopter that we saw from the second episode or the first episode. I can't remember. That was actually a sword drone. But her power makes it in- inoperative and just turns it into a toy. Anything that's going to hinder the glamour or the reality that she built for her envision. Anything is automatically converted. And that's some power when you think about it because it's almost subconscious. So we see Monica, which she's a SWORD agent and apparently she's a captain and she's really high up there, but she didn't have any protocol because she put her hand right in that wave and got sucked in. Uh, That didn't seem too smart, especially when you saw the... uh, drone get sucked in and disappear so kind of that kind of bothered me that there was no type of protocol you would think there would be people in there in hazmat suits but nope she just sticks her hand right in there um, the cops did not remember the town they all remembered Eastview the, the sheriffs that were there but anyway Monica and Jimmy are sent to the scene she gets sucked into the world and then we see Marcy from Thor she comes back she's a astrophysicist and she's a doctor now so that's awesome um and we see that she knows all about radio waves and RBF waves and GBW waves and ABC waves all types of waves she (laughs) she knows and she picks up a signal and there we see it it she was the one from the end of episode one and that was one of my theories I've mentioned it on uh, some older episodes that that would be Marcy looking at them you could tell it was a female hand taking notes and she's looking at the show and she, they can see the actual dream world that Wanda has made and so we start getting answers that okay we know it's she we knew from Uh, The closed captioning that the voice in uh, episode uh, one or episode two, the For the Children episode was Jimmy Woo. We knew that was Jimmy. And uh, sure enough, something is edited in the show. So these jump cuts we see are actually Wanda's subconscious editing the show to make her perfect life. And so we get that answer. Then they notice that, okay. Geraldine or Monica is on the show and it seems like she was under the glamour. She le- was legitimately under the glamour. She didn't really know who she was and the show just kind of starts writing a character which once again is this Wanda subconscious created an identity for her, gave her a bat story, and she really believed she was who she was until there was a moment and I don't, I don't know the trend of where these moments of weakness, where the facade starts breaking. And I don't know if it's when Monica, uh, sorry, Wanda is stressed. I don't know if it's when there's outside interference. I haven't noticed a common theme, but when the facade starts breaking down, that's when the people have moments of clarity of who they really are, and that they're really trapped. And, you know, everyone was theorizing it's Grim Reaper, the bad guy, is Nightmare, the bad guy, is Mephisto, the bad guy, uh, is it an outside source? Uh, Who could it be? And as of the end of episode three, more and more people were thinking, maybe Wanda's the bad guy. And I kind of always thought Wanda was the bad guy. And that was somewhat confirmed. Now, she definitely has help. And there's definitely someone manipulating her. But this fantasy world is Wanda's vision. It's her vision of what she would want. And she's completely aware. Completely complicit in this story. And it's awesome. So we really saw in this episode... From mostly Swords view and the outside view, which was refreshing to get out of the sitcom format. I know we're going to dive back in it next episode because we got to do an 80s uh, and 90s. But I think we're going to be going back and forth now from the real world and that more MCU feeling that we're used to. And then what's going on? Because now we know that they're watching it just like we're watching it. So this is super meta. It's a show within a show within a show within a show. And it's, it's awesome. But, uh, you know, back to the episode, we see the beekeeper was indeed a sword agent. And he was in a hazmat type suit. As soon as he crossed that barrier of the energy field, it transferred him to a beekeeper, which probably signifies danger. And we saw from his point of view when she says no. And we don't know what happened to him, if he was just erased from existence. But, you know, Wanda's all powerful here. Wanda's all powerful here. And then the big answer, we saw exactly what happened with Geraldine slash Monica. Um, Last time it cut from the actual battle and how we how she got kicked out of the energy field but here we saw what was missing and it was awesome you know and wanda pure power and pure evilness she recognized the threat she could have killed her but she didn't but she's like hey and and that's probably thankful that she has a little of that avenger left in her but she's a bad guy And she is going to, this is not going to end well. I mean, we know that it's not going to end well because we see the cracks in the facade. And we saw it when, from Wanda's point of view, or her vision, no pun intended, she saw that when we picked up at the end of episode three, when Vision comes back in, in her eyes, she sees the corpse of Vision, his gray body with the big hole in the head and Vision is not real folks we knew he was dead and that's why he can't go she's given him autonomy as much autonomy as she could but he's a figment of her imagination Vision is not real folks and Vision may come back later as the cold gray robot but the Infinity Stone is gone Vision as we know it only exists in Wanda's mind. So it's. Extra layers of tragedy here. But it, it's what. It's what we signed up for. And this show is going to be. I, I think it's going to be. Epic. On how we open up Marvel phase four. And I'm so glad. Because originally Black Widow. Was supposed to open up phase four. Which is great. And I'm looking forward to seeing Black Wid- Widow. But it's it's so grounded. After Endgame, I didn't really want to go back to being so grounded. So having this reality mind-bending show is just it's yummy. I love it. I love it. But, um, yeah, so we saw that Monica's back in and, and the last line of that episode, Wanda. It's all Wanda. She's back, and they didn't know what force was doing this, but now they know. Wanda's out of control so I am excited to see what episode 5 brings um, I know we'll be uh, likely in the 80's uh, and twins might be a little bit older but uh, I'm excited I'm super excited so uh, that was it for uh, 5 stars 5 stars we got to get a consistent rating system because I change it every episode but tops it, it was tops of the charts I loved it so uh, that was it for uh, Episode four's review of WandaVision. We'll be back next week, as always. And uh, as always, thank you for listening to Down in the Den. And deuces.